Uh, welcome along to the final hour of tip today. I just want to say that Tommy Fleming got me through a very tough time in my life, Fran. Uh, like he said, um, I got to know who was who and what was what. I heard his story of the accident at the time. I played his music and I thought of his words and I came out the other side. So thank you, Tommy, is the message. You're a legend, says one of our listeners. Um, uh, good morning, Fran. I remember my father telling me that I had to go to a funeral on a certain day because he said that uh, the family of the dead uh, person will never be able to remember everyone who turns up to pay their respects, but they will certainly remember the people who didn't turn up and that place into my conversation with uh, Jasper a little earlier on in the programme as well. Um, this is as I lost both my parents during COVID and it was very traumatic, I think, too, that wakes are a time when families gather apart from weddings and it's a time for tales to be told, says a listener. Somebody is saying, I always remember a story uh, at a wake when the busybody of the neighbourhood passed a comment to my mother doesn't she look great? And so on. My mother, being upset and had enough of her, said, how would she look great? She's dead, for God's sake, and in a coffin. So there you go. That's it. It was on 083 Now, we're with you, of course, every single uh, weekday morning from nine. We spoke to Mary during the nine o'clock hour uh, this morning, who told us about the state of our health service as far as she was concerned and what she sees as the steady decline in services available to sick people in this country. Here's a little of what Mary had to say after nine o'clock. I have sat in, in GP's waiting rooms and I have seen three and four people sitting in the waiting room and I have not seen them busy. I, what I see is now, okay, most GPs now are companies. They're, they're not, the family GP day is dead and gone. Yes, there's so therefore, that involves several GPs. Yeah. Yes. Mm. yes, so therefore it's not about probably years ago it was about as much money as they could get in and as much patience that they could get but now I think it's about as little work for as much money as well as that we have the charges that are going to insurance companies from hospitals Mm. I've seen them they are just absolutely crazy Mm. I mean a hospital gets 30,000 for four weeks a person in a hospital for four weeks I think that's crazy and if you look and is that private hospitals you're talking about now? I'm talking about public hospitals. Mm. I've seen the bills. 30,000 for four weeks in a hospital. And um, the, I mean, you're asked for your insurance the minute you go in the door, mm. no matter how sick you are. And if you go through, I've gone through, I've itemised bills. And I've seen charges for things that never happened, for consultants that were ne- never by the bedside. Uh-huh. When it's all junior doctors. Yeah. I've been in A&E recently. Kids are running A&Es. And, still, and if you're and over still 70, we're, God help you. And still we're bailing out for this year 1 billion euro of a bailout on top of their yeah. budget. So 1 billion euro of a bailout. Well, there's no other country in Europe the same population getting as much, spending as much money. And that's Mary who spoke to me this morning about the state of our health service. And speaking of health, uh, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Muriel Cuddy of Marito 8020. Good morning to you, Muriel. Um, did I see you shaking your head there at one 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 point uh, during that? You you were also telling me that the UK, they have a lot of issues over there yeah, as well. Yeah, we've been, we screen, you know, we screen and companies or whatever. And yeah, so Belfast, the North would have that system or whatever. And we were told like, what, it's 12 weeks of a waiting list just to get your blood results back. Um, even to get an appointment, you literally start ringing at nine in the morning. And when you get through, if you're lucky enough to get through, you might get an appointment. But you can't automatically just ring up and say, can I book in at such a time? So 
it's not like we're not as bad down here, I think, as what we actually thought we were. Yeah. But like I said to you, Fran, it's the preventative side that's literally don't get sick if you can. Right, and uh, that's the message that should be out there all of the time. Before we start, because I know you want to talk to us about mindful eating and all of that today, but can I bring you into the conversation around salt? Because uh, Luke O'Neill, God knows the abuse <laughs> the abuse that came in about Luke O'Neill was incredible. But anyway, he is advocating that we go down the road of Montevideo in Uruguay, uh, where the salt cellar is taken off the restaurant table. In fact, it's banned in restaurants and also things like ketchup and the like as well. How, how do you feel about that? I think it's funny. I think um, to do things like that in Ireland, we're going back to where, like everything else we do, we're adults. I think if you want salt, you're going to find salt. Like if you want salt and you're going to eat out for a meal, you probably bring the couple of sachets inside in your pocket. Like I was in a restaurant the other day and there was a couple of women there and they were having a great conversation. It was in the evening time and I was sitting there and I was by myself, I was staying away or whatever. And I was listening, they were organising a trip to Dublin or somewhere anyway and they put all the work in the world into where they were going on the Christmas trip and the bus, for this. she needs a wheelchair and she needs whatever. And then they were getting up to go and one of the girls said to the other girl, she said, "Uh, you know, now Mary, she said, these sachets are really handy and she put the tomato sauce, whatever it was, into the handbag and she looked across at me and she winked and smiled (laughs) and off they went. It's exactly the same with the salt. You'll have them in the end of your handbag. You know, they'll come. You'll you'll use it. If you feel you need it and you're spending 90 or 100 euro out for a meal, you'll bring it with you. It's the responsible side of the other side, which I'm surprised at with Luke, that he's not saying, why don't we educate on how much salt everybody needs every day? Yeah, in fairness to maybe he does make that point. I don't know, but what made the headlines was the notion of that. Again, it's telling us what we can and can't do. Mm. There's no point telling people what they can and can't do. Like, if you're told you can't do it, you'll probably do it anyway, just in spite of people. And and salt, the dangers of too much salt. Oh, like high blood pressure. There's so many different things. Like, and I see it. Like, I had a guy, I call him the noodle guy, actually. So the guy yesterday, and I was doing a one-to-one with him, and he couldn't understand. He was with me. He's been with me since last February, but then there was a gap in between. Came in, and his blood pressure, when he started, was 167 over, I think, 111 or something. Um, We got it down, so he was perfect in the middle. And came in yesterday, and it was actually higher than when he started. And he said, but I'm doing everything you asked Muriel I'm whatever um, all of Weetabix for breakfast and all of that kind of thing but when I delved into it like he was having Thai noodle soup or something out of a restaurant for his lunch um, he was having gravies and soya sauces and things like that they were the only different things really that he was doing full of salt full of salt so the amount of salt or sodium that was in him was increasing his blood pressure. So we've taken all of them out. Guaranteed in the next month or so, you'll actually see mm. that his blood pressure will come back and it'll stabilise again. It's interesting so. with that because I, I use pot noodles every so often, but yeah. a lady was telling us yesterday they're lethal. They're because rubbish. They're, they're yeah. tired. They're, 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 oh, they're awful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and lots of salt. And, and so and much sugar, salt. Think, and everything. Yeah. You know, what they should do in restaurants, and if they did, I would look at it, and I think a lot of people would, it mightn't stop you having what you want, but at least you know in your head what's in it. So if they put like the calories, the sugar, the salt, the few different things like the saturated fat pieces the piece that I'm talking about here every day you look at it and from me talking about it then you see it in a restaurant then you see it somewhere else so if they've done small changes all the time of different things it's habit it's the education piece of the drip feed that constantly on you definitely goes in Mm. so if somebody has high blood pressure they have an issue or they have diabetes automatically if you have diabetes you're pre-diabetic you're going to look at the sugars and something so automatically if you have high blood pressure you'll look at the salt content and you'll decide yourself that you're not going to put the salt on it Right so that wouldn't help as far as you're concerned No I don't think so No I don't think so Talk to us about mindful uh, eating then Um, even though after your appearance on the show last week I was almost going to axe this slot because the embarrassment of it afterwards I I played for a dancing casual that night and loads of the women came up and said, it wasn't me, it wasn't 
wasn't me that had that problem. And I got killed as well. Yeah, good. Every single person that came through the clinic said it to me. But my youngest said, have you ever mentioned me again? So I actually, they actually got on to me last night during, while the jungle thing was on. Um, they started at it again. So I said to Rocco, who's 14, you're next. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, all the things teenagers shouldn't do in relation to like toilet seats and whatever. So he said, you, you embarrass me, ma'am definitely or whatever but anyway it's not what it's about yeah, and Fran everybody it's does it so you have to admit right I'm admitting nothing <laughs> okay so mindless mindful eating, eating. Yes. mindful mindless where this has come about is Christmas has come back further and further back into November o- over the last whatever couple of years I'm looking at Christmas trees and I'm literally going oh my god like this is still only the 22nd or 3rd of November right yeah. and somebody said to me yesterday she was, she was a client she said her partner has already started putting out the Christmas food so he had a bowl for sweets and she said it actually took, now I know the tins are getting smaller, but it took five tins of celebrations or roses or whatever to fill the bowl with sweets. Now she said he doesn't eat sweets. The only one in the house, she said, is this Egypt here that every time she passes him, she puts her hand in, she takes the sweet. Does, yeah. So it's it's literally, remember I said she, the BLT yeah. is bite, lick, taste, uh-huh. nothing, no innuendo or anything there if anybody's listening after last week. It literally means once you bite into something, lick taste it all matters every Mm. lick every bite every taste matters within the body and I think if we start doing this mindless eating now it's literally it's when the person when you're distracted when you're not aware of how much food you're putting into your body that's what affects the health marker side so like that's the piece that we have to start now say it's like for all the world do you know you're sitting on the couch you have something really nice say say it's a bag of chips on a Friday night or whatever Mm -hmm. telly's on you're watching telly you have the glass of wine you're eating away the chips and you're drinking your wine next thing is you actually by the third last chip you realise, Jesus, this is lovely. Mm. And then you've only two left and you look into the bag and you don't remember eating the other ones. And you're like, they're all gone. Why? Is that because you were distracted while you were Completely you're eating? distracted, that okay. yeah. That's right. the mindless eating mindless piece. Mindless eating. Yeah. So, like, if the sweets and the stuff is around now and we do the mindless eating piece, like, we're supposed to, you know, I hate talking about calories, mm. but I think when it comes to Christmas time, you actually have to start focusing in a little on how much you're actually putting into your body because I've no problem with people putting the wrong stuff in especially closer to Christmas Mm. but you have to watch how much of it you're putting in because if you do it over like say Christmas Eve to like whatever four or five days eat and drink what you like but if you start doing it now you're going to come into January and you're going to be unwell because you're literally putting dirty oil into the car or like petrol into a diesel engine or whatever and you're doing it over a prolonged period of time and like you know I talk about say a woman needs 2,000 calories a day Mm. basically probably 1,600 if she's sedentary that she's not moving a man needs two and a half possibly 2,000 if he's not moving right so if you pick something say like a rose of sweet has 50 calories you put four in without even thinking of it. There you've 200 calories straight away. One sweet. One sweet, yeah. 50 you calories. You love the calorie piece, don't you, Fran? I do, yeah. calorie piece here. Well, only because but it like, destroys my life. That's but, literally, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I just ruined Fran's life every yeah. Thursday. But yeah. anyway, you have to have somebody to pick you up after. <laughs> Glass of wine tonight. Yes, I think so, yeah. But like, s- simple things like, and I was just looking at it, like say a Christmas, a slice of Christmas cake, a small slice of Christmas cake is 200 calories. Ferrero Rocher is 75. Mince pie is 300. So I'm just talking about bites of things. So like, yes, Christmas week, do it in abundance any way you like. But like if you start doing it now, so every day you have a mince pie with cream, you're talking about 500 calories on top of your normal day. Do you know what I mean? One mince pie... Mince pie with cream, cream yeah. 500 calories. Yeah, yeah. So that's a quarter of your daily. Yes, yeah. And say like over Christmas, if you want to have things to drink, of course you can have things to drink. But if you're looking at like the um, cocktails and stuff coming in already, then you're looking at like 800 calories in comparison to like 50 calories in a vodka. So like you've got to pick 
and and be mindful. The mindful piece is the biggest piece. Like, you know, the savour of what you're eating, savour the flavour of eating right, that kind of thing. So you actually mm. like stop and say to yourself, right, OK, instead of doing the mind less, that I'm actually completely tuned out and it's just, it's a habit. The emotional side might drive it, whatever might drive it, doesn't really matter. Pick the other side. It was the um, year of this, this year's theme in the nutrition world was savour the flavour of eating right. So savour the flavour of eating right is literally to experience, to make us experience, I suppose, food traditions in different ways. So it's the pleasure of food, the great flavours of food, the great experiences of food, what it can bring to our lives. I love food. Mm. I say it all the time, the power of food. I light up when I talk about food. Mm. I'm in this world because I love food, but I love nice food. And when I eat wrong, which I do, like the taco chip and all of that kind of thing, Mm. I feel awful after it. I can do it and that's not a problem. But if I start doing it now and I start picking and I start doing all of that, by the time I come to Christmas time, I'm just going to be in a state. Right. Did, so, did you actually say that one cocktail was 800 calories? Yeah. Or did I Yeah, hear yeah, you like a Long Island iced tea is 800 calories. Margarita is 740. Pina Colada is 640. Something along those lines. White Russian, 400 and something. Like, yeah, all of them. Like, But now, you know the decent ones and people are afraid of and they say, you can't have that. Like, a Bailey's coffee, because they only use a half a portion of Bailey's, like, is only like 70 to 100 calories. So you could actually enjoy something like that. And, you know, it's nice. Mulled wine. People have this thing against mulled wine. Sometimes it's mm. full of sugar or whatever. Mm. It still has only about 100 calories. You're getting a smaller portion. It lasts longer. It's nice and warm. And the cloves that are in it, they're really good for your digestive system. Really good for constipation and for wind. Don't start up again about yeah. wind, will you, for God's sake? Yeah. But, but if we were aware of all of this, we would sort of. That's what I'm saying about Dr. Luke O'Neill. Yeah. If the things were written down, but I'm trying to make people aware, as in, there's a practice of mindful eating, right? If you pick something, so say, like they say, if you pick a raisin, right? So if you were dropped on earth and the first thing that was put in front of you was a raisin, so you knew nothing about the world or tables or chairs or whatever, this was just put down in front of you, right? Mm. And you were told to pick up this. And, and, and look at it and see what you were going to do with it. So you looked at it and you picked it up and you felt the weight of it, right? And you were looking at like the structure of it and all of that, the surface, the ridges, the shiny parts and all the bits. Then you automatically, as a human, you smell it mm. and you see what the smell is like. And then the smell is okay, so you actually realise, yeah, that looks okay, maybe I can taste it. So you, you literally roll it around your fingers and you push it. You hear the sound, first of all, so you're talking about the five senses or whatever. Then you notice what you're feeling about the object. You push it between your lips you feel the, the, the sensation there. You hold it for a few minutes. Then you literally start, when it rolls into your mouth, you literally start to, um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? It? Salivate. Uh, yes. Straight yes. away, literally. So you know then you want to eat it. So you bite it. And then right. you, you chew down it. And then you start to notice what you're chewing, etc. You let it liquefy. Then you swallow it and you close your eyes to notice the experience of it. Now, that's just one reason. And they just say, that's the awareness. Like, it actually teaches you, do you like it? Do you dislike it? That's what a baby does. That's the mindful piece of a baby. Like, they'll actually, they feel things. You see them. Yeah, They're but like, sure, if I'm to go down that road and if I taste uh, a Ferrero Rocher, sure, I'm, I'm going to be delighted with myself and I'm going to eat, like, ten of them. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, but... I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but okay. you have to know, how are you eating? What, when are you eating? Like, you know, if you, if you binge... Yes. Like, and we talk about intermittent fasting and we talk about three meals a day or whatever. So if you're a person that binges, you have to realise, take away the triggers, first of all, or eat like three times a day. So if you're coming into Christmas time, will you please eat breakfast and lunch at least and eat loads of protein and things like that? Like four slices of turkey has like, what, 300 calories? Not even, like 200 or something like that. Yeah. Like a couple of slices of ham, 300 calories. Things. Eat loads of protein. 
eat loads of essential fat, you're sated then that even if your hand does go out for something, like give it a slap and say to yourself, stop, I don't actually need that. That's the mindful piece I want to do more so today than the other piece. Mm. It's like, be aware of all the rubbish and God knows what that's around. This is only the 22nd of November or 23rd of November or whatever. Like, we have a full month to go to Christmas time. And if we start now, we haven't to hope. Right, one of our listeners on to say, I eat everything, good and bad. The last time I spoke to a doctor was 33 years ago. I never had a sick day off work. Variety is the spice of life. But now that I think of it, I don't have a sweet tooth. And maybe that has uh, stood to me. I'm very grateful for my health when I hear the state of the health service. That's an interesting one, isn't it? So that's somebody never going to a doctor. Yeah, but you see, you heard the word there, sugar, right? I've had... I don't have a sweet tooth. Four or five people um, that have come through this week, right? Um, a normal conventional diet focuses on rules. What to eat, how much to eat, you know, um, portion sizes, all of this. They're, they're putting rules around you, right? Mm. Mindful eating isn't that. I do the mindful eating piece every single day because I talk about the health side. Mm. So I'm like, forget about that side. Let's just put together decent food that works for you. Let's remove sugar, let's whatever. We focus on the health side. That's then when you start becoming mindful about what you're eating and you know you don't have to focus on certain things, you're driving it from the health side. It works for you. I had four people in this week that said to me, they were back on their two-week two week, um follow-up or whatever, mm. right? That they just couldn't believe how much sugar they had in their diet. And they were just in a state that they were actually comparing themselves to alcoholics in relation to like when they had to take it out, how many different things it was in and how much of it they were actually having every day. I, I know how they feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's the mindful side and the mind mindlessness. That person is healthy because they don't have the sugar. And I know they've said they eat every single thing and for the last two or three years mm. they're healthy. I bet they're not eating ultra, ultra processed food. Anyone that follows me on um, social media, on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, I was heading to Belfast on Sunday and we went into the filling station at Lusk or one of those places and literally stood inside the door. And when I turned to my left, instead of walking straight to the counter where they have normally have just one aisle in front of you of sweets, they actually had the aisles that you were going through a maze. Yeah, Fran, that's I, in most of them now, in fact. I yeah. videoed it. Mm. I got so much reaction. It was just, I literally, if I had the buys in the car, I couldn't bring them in there unless I was going to let them buy rubbish because there was no way, there mm. was nothing else. Well, they were completely literally. confronted by it. You were literally, yeah. you started, but there was everything. You had the American candy. You like you had your sherbets and you had your chocolate then you had your crisps, they had slushies, they had like all the um, mm. sugary coffees. It literally went on. And when I put the piece up, like I had teachers, I had everybody coming on to me saying the same thing, literally like, you cannot stop and bring your kids in there because if you do, you have to give them whatever it is they're looking for. Like that's literally, that's going to be a given. So we have to And hope. here we are picking on poor old Luke O'Neill again. But wouldn't it be better if he spoke out about that? Oh, for me, totally. Like yeah. we walked through there and then we walked down along to get something to eat. There was one salad counter and there was nobody at it. Like say the salads and the chickens or whatever. Burger King was full, the whatever. Chinese place or whatever was full. Now I know it was a Sunday and you're allowed to have what you want on a Sunday or whatever but there was one healthy place there was no fruit, there was nothing else on the other side of anything that you could actually feed yourself properly on if you wanted to. Mm. So it's we're being literally, it's like the farmer world. The farmer world like is like worth how many billion because people need tablets and people want the quick fix. This is actually very funny. A girl rang me yesterday evening looking for the weight loss injection. Mm. Um I'd say she was probably mid to late 20s. So this is what we're up against, right? And she said, do you do the weight loss injections? And I said, we do, yeah. How do they work? Can I get one? And I said, well, it depends. There's a criteria. And she said, how do I figure that out? She said, I'm probably a size 10 to 12 and I was only an 8 to 10 before I had the two babies. I need to lose this weight fast and I'm not able to do it myself. 
And I said, well, maybe you are if you had the right help or whatever. No, I'm not. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy or whatever. Can I do the injection? And I said, well, if you come in and you fill the protocol, fill the process, whatever it is, yeah, maybe I can give it to you. How does that work and how much is it? So I said, it's €285 for the injections for a month and to come in, you have to do your bloods and you have to do a consultation, so you have to pay for that as well. Ah, Lord, I'll get it off the back of a lorry instead. The back of a lorry? And I said, you need to be careful. I said, people like, are becoming really unwell with these injections. Why? You can buy it? You can buy it over in the internet. You can, you can buy it in Turkey and bring it in with you. You can buy it, yeah. You can buy it in so many different wow. places now and you can just take it. She didn't care what was in it. She said, I'll get some variety of it. And I said, just now, before you go, can I give you one piece of advice? And she said, yeah, what's that? And I said, you've just told me you've two young babies. You want to go from size 10 to a size 8. I said, remember, you want to stay alive for the two babies. Be careful. I said, it's a, it's, it's a medicine. It's you're actually that you're injecting, injecting into, into your body every single day. And if it doesn't agree with you, I said, where are you going to go? You don't even know what has happened or what's wrong or whatever, you know. But this was that generation of, I've the weight on, I can't lose it. I need something quick. I know these things are there, like, just, like, let me get them. And as far as she was concerned, she wanted me to hand her out a prescription, just like that, that she could go and get them, you know. So, like, we're in a world, I feel, that's totally falling apart. I'm sitting here in my preventative little chair, like, like a billy no mates for all the world. And there's a few people that are coming in around mm. it. And we're talking about the health service falling apart. Like yeah. the health service and the government should be focusing on the preventative side. And if they're not going to focus on the preventative side, person by person that's listening today, you have to do it for yourself. And you don't have to do it within 100%. If you only done 60%, mm. you have some hope of not being in the health service. But if you start eating wrong and you're doing all the salt and everything, now four weeks to Christmas... Don't be thinking to yourself when you're sitting on a chair outside a and on Christmas Eve that you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're going to miss Christmas because you have another three yes, weeks to become well. And I'm not making excuses for slobs like me, but you really, I mean, I'm not sure how much choice you have. And if you are confronted by aisle after aisle of chocolate and you're on your way to pay for your diesel, mm. do you know? Like but I think, Fran, you bought a bike and you're cycling, mm. right? When you're exercising and you're doing, trying to do things right, you're not as um, inclined to go for the, the rubbish stuff. You'll walk in and you'll pay for the diesel and you'll come out when your mindset is better. So when you do one or two steps right, he's looking at me here now like as if to say, are you for real? I'm just thinking of a, <laughs> I shouldn't even confess this to you, but I'm thinking of an instance. The last time I was on the bike, I bought a Red Bull and a bar of chocolate. No! As I set, off, shoot you. As I set off on the bike. You didn't. <laughs> Seriously. I know, yeah. <gasps> that's brutal. That's, that's terrible. Well, I was starving, you know. But, yeah. but how many miles do you cycle? Don't be like that. Just don't be <laughs> like that. Know one. But anyway, if you cycled. Pe- if people want to talk to you and be made feel desperately insecure, um, <laughs> how can they do that? Uh, ring me on 052 or our website is, you can um, pop a message on there for www.marito8020.com. All right. Always good to see you, Muriel. Thanks very much. Indeed. We'll take a break back with more. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery's